with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hello, Think Bold, Be Bold Nation. This is Alan Witch chatting with you today. Just want to let you know that Chris has the day off. But uh, today, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, this is going to be a little bit different, unique podcast. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about technology. Now, Chris and I uh, talk a lot about Peter Diamandis and the uh, XPRIZE and Abundance360 and uh, some other organizations and such that talk about uh, the influx, the development and um, application of uh, technology and, and what's happening uh, on the globe. And, and we, I want to bring you some things today, uh, especially a uh, blog by Peter Diamandis. And I'm just going to read his blog and I'm going to ponder a couple of questions for you. Now, for those of you that think that, uh, you know, this kind of technology may not have anything to do with you or may not uh, have in, in any way uh, affect or influence your current business, regardless as to what business that might be or what industry uh, you're in, I'd caution you. Uh, listen real closely to the uh, technologies and the applications that he talks about because this technology, this way of thinking, this way of adapting uh, new uh, new small nanotechnologies into your business and uh, into your industry are going to be paramount because they're there whether you're going to apply the concepts or not. Now I'll pose a couple more questions to you later on as, as we wind this out but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start uh, start right in here on uh, Peter's blog. Now for those of you that don't have his blog uh, it's easy sign up. Just go to uh, peterdiamandis.com and uh, scroll down and sign up for his blog. He's got great information Information. But for those of you that are just listening today, maybe you're driving uh, someplace or maybe you're out running or maybe you're exercising, this is a good quick uh, podcast to get some great information. So let's go ahead and proceed. Now he goes to say, this blog is a status update on one of the most powerful tools humanity will ever create in nanotechnology or in shorter term nanotech. Now his goal here is to give you a quick overview of the work going on in labs around the world and the potential applications this nanotech work will have in health, energy, the environment, material sciences, data storage and processing, which is going to apply to every industry on the face of the planet. Now as artificial intelligence has been getting a lot of the attention lately, he says, I believe we're going to start to see and hear about incredible breakthroughs in the nanotech world very soon. First category topic he says, talks about is origins of nanotechnology. Now, most historians uh, credit the concept of nanotechnology to physicist Richard Fenian, 
Fen Fenman, I hope I pronounced that correctly, in his 1959 speech, There's Plenty of Room at the Bottom. Now, in his speech, Fenman uh, imagined a day when machines could be miniaturized and huge amounts of information could be encoded in minuscule spaces, paving the way to, uh, to and for disruptive technology developments. Now, but it was K. Eric Drexler's 1986 book entitled Engines of Creation, The Coming Era of Nanotechnology, which really put the idea on the map. Now, Drexler posted the idea of uh, self-replicating nanomachines, machines that build other machines. Now, that concept is uh, pretty out there, something that you might see in your, in your uh, science fiction books, but it's a reality right now. Now, now because the machines are so programmable, they can be directed to build not only more of themselves, but also more of whatever else you'd like. And because this building takes place on the atomic scale, these nanobots can pull apart any kind of material, whether it be soil, water, air, you name it, atom by atom, and construct, well, just about anything. Now, Drexler painted the picture of a world where the entire library of Congress could fit on the chip the size of a sugar cube and where environmental scrubbers could clear pollutants from the air. Pretty spectacular. But before we explore the possibilities of nanotechnology, let's break down the basics. Next category he talks about is what does nanotechnology actually mean? Well, nanotechnology is a science, engineering, and technology conducted at the nanoscale, which is about 1 to 100 nanometers. Now, essentially, it's manipulating and controlling materials at the atomic and molecular level. Now, to give you perspective, here's how to visualize a nanometer. The ratio of the earth to a child's marble, okay, is roughly the ratio of a meter to a nanometer. Now, it's a million times smaller than the length of an ant. A sheet of paper is about 100,000 nanometers thick. A red blood cell is about 7 to 8,000 nanometers in diameter. A strand of DNA is 2.5 nanometers in diameter. Now, a nanorobot then is a machine, think of it this way, that can be built and manipulate things precisely at an atomic level. Imagine a robot that can pluck, pick, and place atoms like a kid playing with Lego bricks able to build anything from basic atomic building blocks, C, N, H, O, P, F, E, N, I, and so on, while some people dismiss the future of nano, uh, nanorobots as uh, science fiction, if you will, you should realize that each of us is alive today because of countless nanobots operating within each of our trillions of cells. Now, we give them biological names like uh, ribosome, but they are essentially machines programmed with a function like read messenger RNA to create a specific protein. Now, with that being said, it's important to distinguish between wet or biological nanotech, which basically uses DNA and the machinery of life to create unique structures made of proteins or DNA as a building material. And... Uh, more Drexlerian nanotech, which involved building an assembler or a machine that can 3D print with atoms at a nanoscale and effectively create any structure that is thermodynamically stable. Now, this is an area I'm fascinated with, as Peter says, by, uh, by his, and he's very passionate about, and given how powerful it is to our future, it's something he tracks closely. And he goes on to say, let's explore a few more of the different types of research and development happening in the field. 
Next category topic, different types of nanorobots and applications. There are many different types of nanorobots. Here are just a few. Number one, smallest engine ever created. Now, a group of physicists from the University of Mainz in Germany recently built the smallest engine ever created from a single atom. Like any other engine, it converts heat energy into movement, but it does so on a smaller scale than ever seen before. The atom trapped in a cone of electromagnetic energy and lasers are used to heat it up and cool it down, which causes the atom to move back and forth in the cone like an engine piston. And second, 3D motion nanomachines from DNA. Now, mechanical engineers at Ohio State University have designed and constructed complex nanoscale mechanical parts using DNA origami, if you will, proving that the same basic design principles that apply to typical full-size machine parts can now also be applied to DNA and can produce complex controllable components for future nanorobots. Number three. I think this one's fascinating. Nano swimmers. Well, I think they're all fascinating, but this one especially. ETH Zurich and, and Technion researchers have developed an elastic uh, nano swimmer, uh, polypropylol uh, nanowire about 15 micrometers, a millionth of a meter long and 200 nanometers thick that can move through uh, biological fluid environments at almost 15 micrometers per second. The nano-swimmers could be functionalized to deliver drugs and magnetically controlled to swim through the bloodstream to target cancer cells, for example. Quite spectacular. Number four, ant-like nano-engine with 100 times force per unit weight. Okay, pretty, uh, pretty outstanding. University of Cambridge researchers have developed a tiny engine capable of a force per unit weight nearly a hundred times higher than any motor or muscle. Now, the nano engines could lead to nanorobots small enough to enter living cells to fight disease, the researchers say. Now, Professor Marjorie uh, Bomberg from the uh, Cavendish Laboratory, who led the research, has named the devices actuating nanotransducers, or ants. Like real ants, they produce large forces for their weight. Number five, sperm-inspired microrobots. Now, a team of researchers at the University of Twente, Netherlands, and German uh, University in Cairo, Egypt, has developed sperm-inspired microrobots, which can be controlled by oscillating weak magnetic fields. Now, they will be used in complex micromanipulation and targeted, uh, and targeted therapy tasks quite spectacular. Number six, we'll learn one more after this. Uh, Bacteria-powered robots. Now, Drexel University engineers have developed a method for using electric fields to help microscopic bacteria-powered robots, quite extensive, detect obstacles in their environment and navigate around them. Uses, uh, uses include delivering medication, manipulating stem cells to direct their growth, or building a microstructure, for example. And number eight, nanorockets. Uh, several groups of researchers have recently constructed a high-speed, remote-controlled, nanoscale version of a rocket by combining nanoparticles with biological molecules. Now, the researchers hope to develop the rocket so that it can be used in any environment, and for example, to deliver drugs to a targeted area of the body. I think these are just fantastic and spectacular, but you might be thinking to the question to yourself, now what's that got to do with me? Well, more on that in a minute. Now, here we go. Key applications of nano and micro machines. The applications of these nano and micro machines are nearly endless. Here are some of the most exciting ones in his eyes. 
cancer treatment, identifying and destroying cancer cells uh, more accurately and effectively. Drug delivery mechanisms, uh, targeted drug delivery mechanisms to, for disease control and prevention. Uh, medical imaging, creating the nanoparticulates to gather in certain tissues and then scanning the body with a magnetic resonance imaging or an MRI could help highlight problems such as diabetes. New sensing devices with near limitless customizable sensing properties. Nanorobots would unlock new sensing capabilities we can integrate into our systems to monitor and measure the world around us. Wow, what great technology and what great information to have. Speaking of information, information storage devices. A bioengineer and geneticist at Harvard's WIS Institute have successfully stored 5.5 petabits of data around 700 terabytes in a single gram of DNA, smashing the previous DNA density record by a thousand times. New energy systems. Nanorobotics might play a role in developing more efficient renewable energy systems, or they could make your current machines more energy efficient such that they need less energy to operate at the same or higher capacities. Uh, super strong metamaterials. And there's a lots of research going into these metamaterials. A team of uh, at a Caltech developed a new type of material made up of nanoscale struts or crisscrossed like the struts of a, of a tiny Eiffel Tower. This is one of the strongest and lightest substances ever made. Smart windows and walls. Electrochromic devices which dynamically change color under applied potential are widely studied for use in energy efficient smart windows. These can control the internal temperature of a room, clean themselves, and then a whole lot more. Uh, ocean cleaning micro sponges, this is fantastic. A carbon nano sponge capable of soaking up water contaminants such as fertilizers and pesticides and pharmaceuticals more than three times more efficiently than previous efforts have ever been presented in a study published by the IOP publishing uh, publishing journal of nanotechnology uh, replicators also known as molecular assembler this is a proposed device able to guide chemical reactions to uh, or by positioning re uh, reactive molecules with atomic precision. Health sensors. These sensors could monitor our blood chemistry, notify us when something is out of whack, detect spoiled food or inf inflammation in the body, and a whole lot more. Uh, connecting our brains to the internet. Here's a big one. Ray Cruzwell believes nanorobots will allow us to connect our biological nervous system to the cloud by 2030. Now, as you can see, this is really just the beginning. The opportunities are near limitless. Big problem, big opportunity. Nanotechnology has the potential to solve some of the biggest problems that the world faces today, which is something that, of course, Chris and I talk on um, on our podcast about on a regular basis and how your particular service, your product, your tools, your company uh, might be able to uh, have this kind of a, of a global effect on, on your clientele. Now, a recent uh, National Science Foundation report notes nanotechnology has the potential to enhance human performance to bring sustainable development for materials, water, energy, and food to protect against unknown bacteria and viruses and even to diminish the reasons for breaking the peace by creating universal abundance.
And if that wasn't exciting enough, the materials and the markets for nanotechnology are, as you might imagine, massive. Now it's been forecasted, here's a big one folks, this is why you want to be listening to this show. It has been forecasted that the global nanotechnology industry will grow to reach 75.8 billion US dollars by 2020. Now as an entrepreneur, you need to be paying attention to these developments. They will be extraordinarily fruitful opportunities in actually building businesses and cases around these technological developments and deploying them at scale, depending on what it is that you were doing. And so the, question, the two questions I have for you now is how can your product, your service, your company, your effort, your mission be better served by offering yourself to these technologies in any way, shape, or form? Question number two, how can these technologies better enhance your mission, your product, your service in serving your demographic? Think about it. Uh, take some time, write some notes, journal as Chris always talks about, which I'm a big proponent of. And until next time, do something nice for somebody today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.